Hello and welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today I have another interview for you. I am actually interviewing someone that is not from Trivago for the first time, so that's quite exciting. I'm interviewing Giuseppe. Hello, Giuseppe. Hello, Tiago. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much for joining. That's right. Thank you for the opportunity. So we met each other on Reddit. Yeah. And uh, I think Reddit is such an amazing platform. There's so many cool people there. And I think I was sharing my podcast. I do that a lot. And then you you answered on a thread and said like, if you are if you want to interview someone, I would be willing to to participate. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to you know getting. Uh, well, my knowledge and my startup out in front of different channels and podcasts um, are obviously on the up since lockdown. So, um, yeah. yeah, I can always um, more than happy to get involved in if if I can help. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm very excited because the people that I interviewed previously, I actually knew them before. Okay. But now I don't know you, and it's great because yeah. everything I'm I'm hearing it's it's new, so that's super exciting. So maybe do you want to introduce yourself in a couple of words so that, uh, well, myself and the listeners kind of know who is Giuseppe? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so yeah, my name is Giuseppe Malazzo um, from uh, the UK, uh, and I'm the founder of uh, an exciting startup called Contap. So what Contap is, in, in a nutshell, is uh, we're trying to digitalize the way that we manage and use business cards in today's digital world, um, whilst also reducing paper waste globally. So um, yeah, we've, we're, we're a bootstrap tech startup, and um, yeah, the route that we're taking now is um, very innovative, and um, yeah, it, it will be great to share, share with you guys and the listeners um, what Contap's about, really. Right. And uh, you're, you said you're a bootstrap startup, so what, what does that mean? Yeah, so a bootstrap tech startup um, basically means that, um, you know, we've got no outside investment. Everything that we've done is all in-house. Cool. So at okay. Contact, um, my background before was marketing and graphic design. Mm -hmm. So everything you see at Contact is done by myself. So from marketing, graphic design, social media, um, the app designs, um, everything's done by myself. Uh, the only thing outsourced is um, the actual app development. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of contact, we've got no outside investment and we've started with um, no marketing at all, um, no money paid for marketing at all. So I think those are the more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, how big is the team actually? Uh, so, the team is literally just me and then okay. uh, the outsourced team. Um, is probably about what five to seven on iOS and Android. Right. Um, they're actually based in India, so um, mm. I've obviously not met them before. Um, contact started just at the start of COVID, right. so obviously I, there was no way of meeting them. I've only spoke to on Zoom and you know video calls. So basically, that's kind of your biggest investment, you'd say, right? So the oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And that is our only investment, really. Yeah. Like I said. I've saved a lot of money doing the branding myself, um, mm. graphic design and marketing. So the only outgoings we've really got is outsourcing uh, the development. Right. Yeah. I mean, in that regard, I'm quite lucky because I am a software developer, so yeah. I I can just you know code it myself. Sometimes it's not the best. I'm a backend developer, not a frontend. 
Yeah. But at least to bootstrap, you know, and create some MVPs, I can do that for, uh, well, without having to invest any money. Yeah. But it's great to, that you found a, a great uh, group of developers. And I guess because it's in India, it could be a little bit more, a little bit cheaper than if it was maybe in oh, Europe. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I mean, yeah, just to give you an idea, I got a quote from a company in London when I started Contact, uh -huh. and they gave me a quote of 80 to 100,000 pounds. Wow. And uh, at, the, at the time, I'd just left my job and I was only 24 years old. And I thought, uh, if, if this doesn't go right, then, you know, 100 grand is a lot of money to, to lose. Yes, yes. Um, whereas these guys had done a lot of, um, you know, interviewing and these guys came up on top with probably like 10% of that that cost so well, yeah yeah and 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 the work they produce is really good quality as well definitely i mean they have great engineers i i worked with a lot of people from india and they are amazing amazing yeah, engineers i completely agree technology yeah. is like in, integrated in their blood isn't it so. exactly yeah <laughs> so and, uh, i mean that's already a great tip for everyone that anyone that is starting their own business or if they want to do a web-based business yeah just try to to find uh, developers in maybe cheaper countries like India. Yeah. And um, which platform, by the way, where did you find them? Um, so we found them on Crunch. Crunch? Uh, yes, a Crunch or Crunchbase. Uh, ah, Crunchbase, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, obviously there's a lot of developers on there with different reviews and um, how we went about it was basically just to interview them, like give them some questions and come back with some feedback. Right. Um, so yeah, if anyone's thinking of going down that route, um, definitely take time on choosing the right developers yes. because you don't want to keep chopping and changing different developers on every product because the best way someone described it was um, when you're building a house, you don't yeah. want different builders building a different part of the house. You just want to stick with one company or one person to build that house. Definitely. Um, it's exactly the same as, as web development as you'd probably agree as well yeah totally totally uh okay let's let's go back to the beginning how did you come up with the idea uh so as i mentioned earlier my career has always been in marketing so i was going to a lot of networking events and exhibitions and i always used to come back to the office with piles of business cards mm -hmm. um, in my pocket and i always used to remember that you know i could never remember who gave me that business card what we spoke about where we met and I just end up with a bag full of business cards, basically. Right, yeah. So, you know, you'd go back to the office and, you know, manually type in every person's detail and then throw it away. So I was thinking there must be an easy way to, you know, manage these because there's a lot of paper, there's a lot of waste, and it's very time consuming. So I had a look at, at the App Store, downloaded the top five, and right. I was really disappointed, really, of how <laughs> the quality and you know, how bad these apps were actually built. You know, they were hard to use, um, they didn't look very good to, you know, obviously not very user-friendly, they were clunky, and they were actually making more problems than solutions. So, um, yeah, given my design background, I designed a few mock-ups of what I liked um, from an app point of view, and also mm -hmm. worked on what I didn't like about what was already available. Um, done some market research and identified the gap in the market, really. Um, right. And yeah, that, that was a point then when I started researching for developers. And about five months later, um, we, we launched in the app stores. Five months only? Wow. 
Yeah, so from the point of um, you know contacting the developers, um, the main reason for that was because I designed every single page in the app. Mm. So it was very easy for them to say, you know, we've got the designs there, now we just make it into an actual app. That's fascinating for me because, you know, as a software developer, so the first steps for my every idea and for change it was basically the same. Yeah. I found that there's a problem. I download the first, uh, I don't know, the top 10 apps or top five apps. Yeah. I try to work with them. If I don't like them, I decide, okay, maybe I can do better. So yeah. that's exactly the same. The place where we actually change is that then, since I have the expertise, I start building the app and I have no design expertise. So my app is super ugly, yeah. but I, I build it. And you, since you have more design background, you start going into the design, into the market research, and all of these yeah. uh, steps, which are also very important. Yeah. Cool. Did you yeah. build a, like a mock-up, those click uh, click dummies that you know people can kind of play around with the app? Um, so once the app was actually built, um, we tested it on TestFlight. Mm. So um, so then I could. So what is that? Sorry. So TestFlight is like a, a beta um, app where you can basically use the app in test format right as if it was a real app um, okay but so in, in, in this case the app was already built the code was already there right yeah that's right so once development was done and before actually going live on the app store um they made it live on test flat mm -hmm. so then i could obviously use it as an actual app okay before it go before it going live and um, even though of course it's the development it's much cheaper than if it was maybe in europe it's still quite an investment so oh yeah cool how, sure. how did you take the leap how did you what was the tipping point that you decided okay i have here the designs like did you get some feedback did yeah. you try to build up a business model before you actually investing how was yeah that? so um we got a lot of feedback from uh, obviously friends families uh, i used my linkedin network as well which right. was a really good um tool to have um, and then I basically put put my app um, against the top three in the app store, mm -hmm. and you know there was so much potential for contact compared to what was already available. I mean, just to give you an idea, the the number one app in the app store for car business cards is um, Abby Card Reader. Mm -hmm. If you had a look at their app, you'd think, how the hell have they got 10 million plus downloads? <laughs> so you know if because we focused on the negatives of what was already available and then added more features to it. Um, right. That kind of gave me a, a, a thought that, you know, it's 10,000 pounds. If I don't do it, I'm going to kick myself in a year's time. Right. You know, these apps do, you know, turn around and, you know, become really popular, especially during COVID where, you know, people can't meet each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, people don't really want to hand out business cards. The environmental impact as well. So I think yeah, so there was such a big opportunity for contact, mm -hmm. um, especially the way that we've put ourselves in the marketplace um, in terms of our social media. Um, we got a really cool brand. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, the the thing for me was if if I don't do it now, I'm gonna probably regret it in the future. So yeah. I mean, that's a totally valid reason. Mm. And uh, actually, uh, you spoke about the environment and I read in the app description that 7.2 million trees are destroyed every year to create business cards. That's yeah, crazy. exactly that. Yeah, so 7.2 million trees are d 
destroyed every year just yeah. for business cards alone. So that's absurd. <laughs> that, that's crazy, yeah. And not just that, but 10 billion business cards are printed every year. Exactly, yeah. And 88% are thrown away within one week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that, that was another reason for this um, app, really, was because by sharing your business card um, to anyone in the world, that card that goes directly into their library. You know, if, if they want to delete it after, that's completely up to them, but that's got no environmental impact at all. Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean only the only the servers. <laughs> yeah, only the servers, yeah. but we're talking like very, very, very yeah. minimal uh, memory space. Um, and now that everything's based in the cloud in this new app update that we've got, um, all all business cards and data are saved directly onto the app. Yeah. Um, onto the cloud, sorry. So um, yeah, it's just even more convenient for users, really. Of which course, yeah. Other competitors haven't got so. Yeah, yeah, that makes a little sense. Mm. Okay, so you are testing the app on uh, what was the service again? Flat app? No. Uh, test flat. Test flat. Yeah. And uh, what 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 happened next? Well, how was the feedback? Um. So yeah, we well, what I tried to do was to try and try and break the app, really. So okay, it, yeah. QAing it, yeah. Yeah, so if the app was, um, you know, failing on certain features or I could find bugs, then, you know, we'd go back to the development and say, these these points need redoing because there's a bug, um, which is the beauty of TestFlight, really, because you can identify the bugs and rectify them before they go live to the public. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think once you're using an app in that kind of format in real time, you can actually identify, like, Actually, do you know what? It might be better if we move that there because it's better UX. Mm -hmm. uh, it's better experience for the user. Definitely. Or if we change that color to that color or move that icon there and there. It's just a lot more easier to identify improvements when you're actually using the app rather than Definitely. a flat image. And also when you share it with other people. That's what I, I also found out that... Sometimes for me, the app is clear and how it works is clear. But the moment I show it to someone else, they'll be like, I don't get this. I don't get this button. I don't get this. So did yeah. you also do that? Yeah. So um, that was the main reason really why um, we added the walkthrough feature in our new app update. So there's like five slides which point out yeah, the features of how to use the app. I mean, our app is very easy to use, which was probably the core um, selling point for us really was to make an application which was easy to use um, and I used my dad actually as the test dummy because yeah. he's very tech um, you know he's not very good with tech so if he can use it then Everyone most can. people will be able to use it yeah I think by the way I, I completely subscribed to what you just said in the beginning I also didn't have any onboarding and it made such a big difference to add the onboarding slides uh, I think it reduced the uninstall rates by, I don't know, 30% or something. So it's definitely something that if uh, people are trying to build an app, that's something to consider for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're looking to build an app, uh, I think user experience is like the number one priority. Yeah, definitely. And why if, if people had a look at our homepage compared to, you know, CamCard or Abbey Card Reader, uh, yeah, it's, it's worlds apart. Um, and we've done that on purpose because... You know, it's, it's a two-touch process to get in wherever you want to be in the app. Yeah. Which is really important. That's, that's very important. Okay, so now 
you iterated over the app and you decided it's ready, it's ready to go to the stores. Yeah. And yeah. Um, is it only Android or also iOS, by the way? So yeah, it's Android and iOS. Um, okay. We've done that on purpose, obviously, because um, business cards are used by 99.9% of people in business. Right. So, um, yeah, it was important for us to be available on both. Okay, makes sense. So you released it in both. How was it? Did you share it only in your network? Did you try to do some ads since you have the background also in marketing? How was it? Yeah, so everything uh, was done organically. So even to this day, we've not spent a penny on marketing. Okay. We which was good for me because obviously my background was in marketing, so um, that helped me a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, we just published it out on social media. Uh, we got a very good social media following and we're very engaging as well. Which in, uh, platforms, by the way? Uh, so Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. And which one worked bad, best? Uh, I think our best one at the moment is probably LinkedIn, mainly right. because it's a business platform and yeah. most people on there would find benefit of using contact um, which we've obviously discovered um, but right. yeah everything's been organic and yeah just sharing on social media uh, we've had quite a lot of people contact us to write guest blogs so write about our article right. Um, right. write about contacts or in their articles um, we're looking to do more partnerships um, but I think one of the main things for us as well was um, you know, getting people on the app and trying the app for themselves. Yeah. The, app, the app was completely free uh, to use mm -hmm. uh, the moment we launched to about two weeks ago when we uh, launched the app update. Um, so right. there's still a free plan there. Um, yeah, I noticed We've got um, premium plans there as well, uh, which are very affordable. Our most expensive premium plan is £2.49 per month. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you can't even get a coffee um, in London for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's great that you were able to, to get uh, users and downloads without spending a penny. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about our platform, really. Yeah. Um, so you started to having your first users and um, how did you manage the feedback? So... I guess, do you have any analytics? Yeah, so um, we've got quite a bit of analytics. Um, we've also started a new Discord community as well, where oh, cool. users can come on board, share their feedback. And also, it's more of a hub to share knowledge and gain knowledge from other users as well about business, startups, content ideas, um, as well as uh, feedback for contacts. So it's, we've kind of created a community where everyone can benefit. How do you bring people to that community, also in social media? Um, so yeah, the community is completely free to join. Um, it can be accessed via our social media networks, our website, or within the app itself. Um, there's a button for community. Um, but what's special about our startup is that uh, we encourage our users to kind of be on board our startup journey to shape our platform. Yeah. Um, so all their feedback comes on board and is um, verified for the next app update. Um, just to give you an idea, um, about 95% of the new features in this latest app update mm -hmm. was from user feedback. That's, so that's great. Yeah. We're very user-centric and everything we do at Contact has our users in mind, uh, their, their data security and also the planet. 
uh, they're like our three main pillars really for for content yeah yeah definitely i can also subscribe to that i'm always collecting feedback and using that for for my own app i think you need to really because if you don't do that then you know essentially you're just building an app for yourself exactly yeah yeah so you, you need to bring on that feedback and that's one of the key things really for people looking into to get in into this space is to you know try and um, engage your users into development as much as possible i would like to understand then okay um you you are iterating over the app you already have kind of your channel marketing channel set up what you already also have a business model by the way do you want to also quickly describe it how does it work yes yeah, so um contact works as uh, well there's three main benefits of it really it works as a digital business card a business card scanner and also a business card manager mm -hmm. so for example if you've got a stack of business cards you can scan them into the app and manage and use them digitally via the via your smartphone yeah so um yeah as as i mentioned before we're always uh, developing our app um, with new ideas we're looking to integrate the likes of linkedin google um, calendar uh, slack zoom uh, microsoft teams calendly so contap is pivoting more towards being a personal business hub rather than right. your average business card scanner because There's a million business card scanners out there, but there's not one that does all three like black cards. So. And then you are introducing premium features, I guess, right? Yeah, that's right. So in the premium plans, uh, there's three levels. There's one for £2.49 per mm -hmm. month. There's a six-month plan for £9.99. Mm -hmm. There's a 12-month plan for £15.99. Right. So that works out at like 46% saving. It's like pound thirty per month if you yeah. do it for a year. Um, and we've done that on, on purpose, really, because we don't think something like this should be expensive. Um, Did you already get your first customers, paying customers? Uh, yeah, so we've had, um, I'd say, about 10%, or about, yeah, 15, 10 to 15% of our users are now on premium plans. Wow. Um, within about three three weeks of launching our premium plans wow that's amazing so, um yeah that's really it, good. now we just need to you know push it more and you know show everyone that this isn't there's no tricks to this it's literally as simple as you know a, a new solution a yeah. digital solution to manage and using business cards and i have to be honest i, I tried it out i used it with a, a business card i had here and it was was actually a weird one And it still caught up most of the, I got it, the email, got the number, the name, yeah. got everything. And then it was quite easy for me to just, you know, change whatever needed to be changed. And yeah. so, yeah, the app worked great and it looks looks amazing. Yeah, thanks. My question is, um, I was also going through your um, your the Play Store and I saw that you already have amazing reviews. Yeah. And there's also some haters, I guess everyone has haters. I would just want to ask you, like, how do you deal with that? How, do you like care too much about it? Does it? How does it make you feel? How do you manage those? Yeah, sure. So um, I'd say, but not. Well, we actually done a measurement. Ninety-four percent of all of our reviews are five stars. Wow. So we're not very, you know, an un, an uncommon thing is to have a, a bad review, um, which is good for us, obviously. But you know, as you know, you can't get five stars every single time. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, the way we approach them is, you know, not to be negative about it. You kind of want to understand why they've given you one star or, you know, a three star or whatever, and try and help them with, with why they've done that kind of thing. Um, right. I know that out of, I think there's about four or five which are um, three stars or under, and I know that two of them are competitors. Which you know you can't do nothing about that. That's just the the, the name of the game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's great for you though. Like if you if the, your competitors are already trying to trash you somehow, it yeah. means that you are doing something good, right? Exactly. You must be doing something, right? Um, <laughs> and I mean, if you typed in Contap in the App Store, we've actually got one in particular which has tried to copy our app. Really? Uh, we're in legal disputes with at the moment, and Apple have actually. Um, put an email together today to say that they're going to be removing it. Um, so yeah, you get that. When, when you're doing well, you get people trying to take yeah. you down and copy you. But um, in terms of bad reviews, you kind of need to take as like con constructive criticism and try and understand why they've given you that. Um, you know, not to get angry, not to get defensive, but to be like, you know, thanks for your reviews. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. Exactly. Um, can you can you give me a bit more understanding on why you've given us that review yeah. for us to you know rectify and make your experience better? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I know it's it's hard. It's your baby, right? You build it, and if someone is a, you know somehow writing a bad review, is like they are insulting you or something. But yeah, you have to treat it professionally and and uh, yeah, try to understand if there's something you can uh, uh, make better. Otherwise, yeah, just apologize and continue. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There's been a couple of times where they've given a bad review. They've explained the detail uh, or the reason, and then it's actually become a reason on their side, like it was their fault for right. yeah. you know, putting mm -hmm. a wrong password in or you know not yeah. clicking the right button. And then they've actually changed that to a five star, and they've been like, "Oh, really sorry for doing that." Blah blah blah. So, you know, people sometimes need a, a bit of education on how to use the app. So, um, yeah, it's not something you, you should get defensive about, really. Yeah. Although sometimes you do have to bite your tongue and yeah. <laughs> agree, but then reply. <laughs> That's always good, uh, a good common practice. Yeah. What are the next steps for Condap? Yeah, so the next steps are um, to partner with more... Um, with, with more networking events. Um, we're actually in talks with some CRM companies now to integrate our technology into their platform as like an extended feature. Cool. Um, so for example, if, if you've got a CRM um, platform, uh, your users would scan a business card at an event, for example, and that data would feed into your CRM platform in real time. Wow. So instead of you know wait, collecting all the cards, waiting, Dave at the event, going yeah. home, sleeping, wake up, get back to the office, and then manually log all that data in the CRM. Yeah. Um, that's quite a large chunk of time being wasted. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Whereas with this, you'd scan your business card, it goes straight to the CRM platform, and people in the office will be able to um, action it straight away. Yeah. Um, and that's great yeah. because then you can also sell the app to companies, and I guess that's. Exactly yeah. that, yeah. Um, as a license, or you yeah, know, exactly, as just an extended feature, um, and it it removes the the uh, mistakes of like tirepos as well, yeah, um, and obviously time, of course. Um, but yeah, the, the the big thing for us would be integrations, like I mentioned earlier. So um, LinkedIn, Slack, you know, the softwares that 
business professionals are using on a daily basis. Um, so that everything's um, done within contact through business cards and then action through Zoom, you know, create meetings on Google Calendar, etc. So, um, yeah, we've got a pretty exciting roadmap. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Joseph, it was amazing talking with you. I think we could just talk for hours, but we're reaching our time here. But I will add um, everything related to Contap to the description of this episode so that everyone, you can just go and check it out. Install the app, it's amazing. It's I installed it and so far it's working great. I'm very excited to see also the new updates that they are coming up. And uh, yeah, good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. And yeah, if anyone's listening and would like more information, um, just yeah, add me on LinkedIn, Giuseppe Milazzo. Uh, follow us on social media, contact, and obviously download our app for free on Android and iOS. I'll be more than happy to you know give you a, a trial or you know anything like that. Um, so yeah, just let me know. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Tiago, for this opportunity. Um, yeah, carry on with what you're doing because yeah, the podcast's great. And uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you again. Yeah, thank you so much. This was another episode of Wanna Be Entrepreneur. See you tomorrow. Cheers. Bye bye.